On this episode of the Hyperfast Agent Podcast, we are joined by the social panel, Tristan Ahumada from LabCode Agent, Eric Simon, founder of The Broke Agent, Dylan Tent, the Hella Realtor, Eric Delgado from Optime Holdings, and Lana Rodriguez from the Lana Rodriguez Group. Listen in as the social panel presents at the Hyperfast Sales Summit. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Hyperfast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyperfast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyperfast. Let's start with Lana. Lana, thanks for joining us. And this is the second time you'll be on here. But let's let's talk about TikTok. You you went from zero to an absolute superstar on TikTok just over this COVID period where you got blocked from Facebook but discovered that TikTok ended up being a blessing, right? That's exactly with what that, happened, Tristan. With that how how would you suggest someone like our audience right here start with TikTok? Someone that's brand new, someone that says, you know, I don't think I understand this. Uh, what would be the one thing you could say, hey, forget everything else, just do this and get started? Yes, Tristan, what a perfect, perfect question. Well, there's a few stages of TikTok. First, you have to download the app and you have to trust the app is completely secure to use, okay? And all the rumors that TikTok is getting banned, it's not. Nothing's been scientifically proven that TikTok is not safe to use. Then start scrolling through FYP page. Just start scrolling, looking at the content. As simple as that. Then as soon as you're going to start scrolling on the content, you will start relaying to some of the content. For me, even though I'm in real estate sales, for me, mom content is very dear to me. And also humorous content is dear to my heart. So I relate to those. I also went on a weight loss journey last year. So all the healthy recipes, it's kind of my type of thing. So that's how I personally started using TikTok. And when I was scrolling, just in, a, in the viewer stages, I started relating. I was like, I can do this. I can do this. Like, this is so funny. Why don't I try it? So then I just started simply creating TikTok for myself. Okay. I, my goal was not to go viral, not to get publicity. One thing about TikTok is when you download, when you post the TikTok, it automatically downloads on your phone. So it becomes a piece of content. You can either send us a text message, Instagram, Instagram Reel, or even Facebook. And actually, uh, earlier today, I shared with our dear audience, my first viral TikTok was simply how I felt a young mom on quarantine joining TikTok and not be, be able to master the dances. And I feel like I need to go back to Facebook. Well, it's actually picked up a little bit of virality because people are related. So another thing about TikTok, do what makes you happy. Don't try to be somebody you are not. Practice and try to try to do little things. But for me, the mom content is great. Humor is great. That's why I love Broke Agent so much. Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Hey. So, so that's, that's my big It's a perfect transition, Lana, because not only... Am I a fan of every one of you here? Uh, I think that's a that's a really good point, which I'll go to Eric on this. What's up, Eric? Thanks for being on, man. Question for you. How you with, doing? With Thanks for having me. 
of TikTok. Rise of TikTok and your success with what you do, how are you approaching TikTok versus Instagram? Have you seen changes between how you approach both or not yet? Yeah, well, Instagram recently just changed its algorithm actually uh, to promote Instagram Reels content. And Reels is basically the TikTok of Instagram. So memes and kind of reposts and stuff like that have started getting significantly less engagement because Instagram is trying to promote their new feature. So whenever Instagram comes out with a new feature, whether it's Instagram stories, Instagram live, or they want you to use voting stickers, polls, stuff like that, they really want to encourage users to use that. So they're, they're really promoting that. Um, as far as TikTok goes, I've approached it by trying to make my memes into actual videos. So like Lana was saying, it's a great copycat platform. So what I do is I just scroll through TikTok for hours, I guess, not hours a day, but hours cumulative over a week, let's just say. And I scroll and then I... It's hours, okay. Yeah, I I scroll through TikTok all day. That's all I do, exactly. Um, So I scroll through it and then basically you could copy what other people are doing in other industries. It's a copycat platform. So if you see someone using a, a viral song or a viral trend, I just think about how I could tailor that to real estate content. And a lot of realtors can do that as well. And it doesn't have to be funny. I like to like act out skits or just say ridiculous stuff on TikTok. But I think it's a great opportunity for realtors to kind of use music, use the captions and use their editing software because that's kind of the future of video right now as you, as you can see like Instagram Reels adopting it. So the more you use TikTok, the better it's going to be for you um, on Instagram and stuff as well. I love that, dude. I love how you're pushing those boundaries. Well, Dylan, I have a question for you, buddy. Uh, first of all, again, thanks for being on. I, I love Thank I love our panel here. It's pretty awesome here. So, Dylan, with, with people here using TikTok and then Instagram Reels and just pushing boundaries on social, just on the innovative side of how to be getting... Uh, viral how to how to just be pushing what's next what's the most innovative thing you've done in your business that's helped you grow so if you guys have done any looking into me at all i uh i'm originally a helicopter pilot and i used to take pictures of people's houses and sell them door to door and a uh, a guy said hey if you get your real estate license you can sell my house and it was a very expensive house so i uh i started working in luxury real estate right away and the way that I would use to stick out with to me to make engaging videos that were like a Hollywood movie trailer for the house. So we've done cameos of Happy Gilmore. I have the original putter from the movie. Um, you know, we have the, the Ritz cracker, golf ball marker, you know, uh, we've done Toy Story stuff and producing. And, you know, a lot of times we're going to do some type of ridiculous stunt. So I grew up racing motorcycles. So. You know, there's a video where I, I jump a motorcycle off of a guy's pool while I'm wearing, I'm always wearing like a nice suit while we do anything. We add a snowboarding scene, a golf scene, wakeboarding in a suit, you know, stuff like that. Um, I found that if I do something that's entertaining and kind of funny, we'll go from getting 400 views on a video to like 40,000 or 50,000. And then, um, you know, every chance that I get, um, if the property will allow it, we try to work the helicopter in there in, in some way, shape or form, because it's, you know, people, people see you land in their front yard and they'll watch the video. So we all, we're always doing stuff like that. But, um, you know, and then as far as the Instagram, TikTok thing, 
I've thoroughly enjoyed working on TikTok now. And I got my first listing there during the pandemic, actually, from a 17-year-old kid named Elvis. And he linked me with his parents that were sick of their agent. And you never know who you're going to reach uh, on these platforms, even if, even if it's because people, when I first po- talked about TikTok in my office meeting in Michigan, they're like, that's for kids. And I'm like, yeah, but those kids have parents that have houses to sell. And that was where I got my uh, my first one. And you know, last year, my largest sale in Michigan, which we don't have that crazy of prices here, but it was a $3 million house and their son saw me on Instagram and said, this is going to be the guy that sells your house. And so it was very, very interesting. Uh, I love, I love that connection. I love how you do that. And I'm going to ask a a few more questions in a little bit, but I want to get to Eric, Eric Delgado. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Appreciate you. You bet. You bet. Thank you. With what we're hearing over here on, on just the cool stuff that these people are doing. My first list. What's your biggest tip or, or advice on why real estate agents should start using LinkedIn because that's the shift that we have, you know, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Dylan's got a combination here, but you go all in on LinkedIn. So why LinkedIn? It's funny. Um, you know, as Dylan mentioned, there's these, these little preconceived notions about, about things like TikTok or things like Instagram and, and, and what have you. And there seems to be this preconceived notion about LinkedIn that LinkedIn is really not meant for, for networking to a, uh, uh, to a way that social media is. And I, I, I think that's actually um, slightly incorrect. I mean, LinkedIn, I mean, everybody's heard the three degrees of separation, right? Um, you're three degrees away from somebody you need to meet. Um, you always have this idea that if you wanted to meet somebody, and as Dylan mentioned in his past experience, he was able to meet somebody who wanted to give him the $3 million listing purely based on going door to door and handing out uh, the business cards around or the pictures of his, of these homes. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. You're going door to door in a, in a, in a social media platform called LinkedIn, handing out your business cards. And as you're handing out your business cards, there's a, there are three things you really want to make sure you, uh, you, you achieve as you're going through, as you're going through LinkedIn. Um, the first thing is really defining what you're, you know, who you are and what you want to accomplish. Um, the second thing is, you know, what's my message, who am I marketing to? Um, and what am I trying to sell? And the last thing is, how do I disentangle all of my friendships and networks that I've been able to establish over time? Because guess what? One thing that LinkedIn isn't, um, at least not right now, it's not a place where you're, you're going to put like funny videos or things about your son's baseball game. It's going to be about what you're accomplishing, what articles you've, you've written, what successes you've just had or just made about selling that $3 million home. And those are the things that start conversations and they really disentangle a bunch of, uh, of networks. So it's, it's really, it's really, it's been a big part of my game. It's a really uh, huge opportunity for a lot of agents. Cause I really know, like if I were to ask right now, and if I could see the hands of people, how many people are actually, how many people actually have the LinkedIn app downloaded on their phone? I'd guarantee you half the people wouldn't actually have it on their phone. And it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's interactive. They've done a really good job cleaning it up and, and I, you know, I, I use it on a daily basis, 10 times a day. All right. So, Eric, with that, I want to ask you one more question and then go to Lana. Uh, but with, with LinkedIn, how are, you, how are you leveraging it? Like, what are you doing that's making you successful in it? Can you go through some steps that we can use? Because you're, you're right. I mean, I do have the app on my phone, but I don't use it as often. And I, I, 
Now, I gravitate more to Facebook and TikTok and Instagram, and LinkedIn's kind of like that ugly stepchild for me. So how come it's like a superstar for you? How do you use it? So it's interesting. I actually uh, did a training with some of our new agents here um, at the Kerry Shull team, and, and we did this one exercise. Um, we asked, I asked the group to open or download their LinkedIn um, profile under their phone. And then I asked, what's the, what's the largest, the biggest business that's actually relocating partially their headquarters into the DC metro area? And everybody said Amazon. Awesome. So what did we do? We went into LinkedIn. We typed in Amazon. Who works at Amazon? And lo and behold, one person in the room was directly tied into one of the head of HR in Amazon. She had, had no idea. She had no idea. And so the simple, simple things like that, like putting in a name of a, of a corporation that you're trying to partner with, whether it's a home builder, whether it's an HR, the HR of, of, of a major company that's going to be relocating a bunch of people in, you name it, there's a, there's a probability that you know somebody or at least somebody you know knows somebody who they're linked to and can make a warm introduction. LinkedIn is all about that warm introduction. If you can master creating a warm introduction with somebody who knows somebody that you need to get in front of, the game's over. And that's, I mean, that's how I utilize it on a daily basis. I've been able to raise capital through LinkedIn, find great opportunities with corporate um, corporate clients through LinkedIn, establish great partnerships with, with LinkedIn, all because somebody knew somebody that I wanted to get in front of. I love that, man. Good answer. I took some good notes on that one. Uh, thank you for that. Lana. So going back to TikTok, I, I love the uh, alternating here, man. Uh, so going back to TikTok here, what would be some advice you could give to agents that are listening in on how you started from the very beginning? What, what routines did you see worked? What didn't? Because a lot of people listening in aren't on LinkedIn at all or aren't going all in, aren't on Instagram or going all in, or even on TikTok or even aren't posting in a, in a way that's going to bring them success. So what do you suggest on somebody that wants to re-engage into social media correctly? What would that look like? Okay. Great question, Tristan. So the way I started, um, once again, started as because I was bored. And then when my first video went viral, I kind of felt the power of this platform and I started practicing more. And I divided my presentation before in 10 aspects, how to use TikTok. And first of all, people need to just understand that it's no longer a platform for silly little girls doing little dances. Yes, there's gonna be plenty of that and it's not going anywhere. However, only 41% of TikTok users is from age 14 to 23. The rest of the TikTok users are us older folks, right? And also fun fact for some of us just tuning in, TikTok is the most downloadable app on the Apple platform. How about that? You know, just let it sink in. So you can use TikTok just so many ways. Number one, entertainment, you know, just like Eric Simon said, yes, you sit there and you scroll and you scroll at night. So start with that. Just start getting comfortable with laughing at the creators, you know, videos, getting, just get on the platform. Number two, you can go ahead and start doing content. The videos on TikTok are so simple to produce. They provide you all the sounds, 15 seconds. The tools to edit is so user-friendly. 
especially for people who are short on time. It's going to literally take you 15 seconds to shoot a video. If you want to be in it, if you want to just shoot it with your phone and a couple of minutes to edit with nice captures. It gives you opportunity to learn like Tristan, your video that you did with that cool little tool. I'm not sure still how, what that tool is. It looks like a robot to me, but it was, it's almost a million views right now, right? Like 800, 900 views, 900,000, excuse me. So people can go and start learning on TikTok. I'm learning constantly from different creators. You can connect with fellow professionals. Um, there's a gentleman who's a great lender and he's giving me shout outs when somebody's looking for Colorado. Okay. And he never met me. We just connected on the platform. Mm-hmm. You can promote the product, product promotion for people who have something to sell. There's swag or merchandise, whatever you do, right? Build your brand, tell your story, but just get comfortable. And here's a small little trick. When you're on your phone, you're recording a TikTok. And let's say you're kind of like, eh, I'm not sure if I want to post it. You can put it in a draft folder and see if it's going to grow on you or if you want to put it live. Mm, I love that tip, Lana. That's a really good tip because you may not be feeling it right now, but like the next day you're feeling happy. You're like, that wasn't too bad. Post. So great tip on that, Lana. All right, Eric, you, uh, you've done such an amazing job to grow such a huge fan base, dude. Uh, me, one of them. Thank so you. I, I love <laughs> You sure about that? What? I think you kicked me out of lab lab code agents. How was it, for how was it me, a, dude? Oh, okay. That was me. You know, there, there are two people who run lab code agents. Remember that. So. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was told I could promote one of my Instagram eBooks. I posted it and then immediately deleted. So it's yeah, okay. That was, uh, I, I told him you could. I'm like, dude, Eric, go ahead, man. Go right ahead. And uh, right. obviously... <laughs> Um, I may have been wrong. So it's okay. Awesome, lab, lab code agents. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you've done some amazing stuff, man. And so I think people looking in and saying, wow, you know, I could never do something like that. That's just, that's just awesome. He's so creative. He's so funny. Can you break down any processes that you think help you in creating this content consistently where mm-hmm. we're like Eric or Lana and Dylan could be like, Oh, that makes sense. This is what you do. Can you break that process down of how you do that? Yeah. Um, I was going to say that lab code agents has actually been a good source of content for me because it helps me kind of look into what conversations are going on within the industry. And people also share funny videos, funny text conversations, stuff like that. So a lot of these Facebook groups, is kind of where I could mine some of my content. But I get a lot of content ideas from other creators. So on Instagram, I follow a lot of like-minded accounts of people that are kind of like disgruntled in their specific profession. So I follow attorney problems, stupid resumes, big law boys. I don't know if that's what it's called, not big law boys. I don't know, trust fund Terry. So there's like these financial meme accounts and stuff. And we all kind of circulate, circulate the same viral memes and then and then throw our own captions on them other ways i get content for real estate is i'm still an active realtor here in los angeles so i get content anytime i talk to anybody basically so any phone conversation any showing any inspection any open house a lot of my content just comes from my actual uh interpersonal experiences but then another way i get content is people dm me a lot of stuff now um so as the brand has grown I get a lot of submissions, which is great because that's been able to continuously feed me ideas. But yeah, just following other agents, 
um, seeing what other type of content is being produced by other people. I think the best part about TikTok and Instagram is you could kind of emulate uh, other pieces of content that you like. And the best thing about real estate is it gives nonstop content from like a comedy perspective. Anytime you have uh, a bad inspection or something like that, there's like five to 10 things you can take away from it. That's very true, man. And and I love that you said that because Lana was kind of hinting at the same thing. We go and take a look at other people's accounts and see what we can be inspired Mm by or bring in, like you said, uh, you said you look at other other sales verticals and see what they're doing that's successful and just tweak it so that it matches real mm-hmm. estate. That's a really yeah, good I point. Yeah, I just steal their content. I just steal their content, basically. It's the easiest thing ever. I can just screenshot yeah, you, something and then throw... <laughs> yeah, I don't actually steal food, content. Right? So Yes, exactly. That, yeah. No, I don't just screenshot right. it, but yeah. I love that, dude. Well, good job on that. Dylan. Thank you. Question to you, man. In general, how can a business increase their engagement on social? Because you you hit on a little bit of it when you answer the question the first time when you when you say, "Look, I, I try to just go a little bit more extreme, make it a little funny, create more engagement." What do you think is a secret to engagement and to just go to that next level? Well, anything with a video, the first three or four seconds is so important. Because that's like somebody's somebody's decided if they're going to watch your video in the first three seconds. So the thumbnail gets really important. And then I always tell my video guy, here's like the stunt for whatever the video is. I want the first three seconds to have, you know, we're going to do a, you know, we, we rented a DeLorean. Uh, this house actually, uh, we didn't end up selling. But, um, and the video never got released. But there's a, there's a DeLorean, Doc Brown, um, you know, Back to the Future hoverboard plutonium, you know, basically Mondu in beakers that we're going to pour into the back of the engine. And then, um, you know, if you, if you can make something like that entertaining on the front end, then people will watch it all the way through. And the more people comment and share the better. So that's, that was always my thing. Cause when I started and I started working like on a lot of luxury real estate at 23, and this was my first job and people, I just had to give the perception that I knew more about marketing than all the agents that had been in the business their whole life. Um, and say, I can get more eyeballs on your house. I might not know what I'm, what the hell I'm doing in any other capacity of this job, but I can beat you on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok wasn't around then, but, uh, but now my, my most popular piece of content ever is actually on TikTok. And it's like, you know, it's, it was the, the number one post under the luxury real estate hashtag for a while on all of TikTok. But now, you know, it's, it's amazing how you can reach people with this stuff. But, you know, the, again, so it's first three seconds making something entertaining. Kind of the time that you post something is important as well. You know, if you generally know when, when you're looking at your phone the most, it's probably also when other people are looking at their phone the most. So you want to post it, you know, be ready a little bit before those times. And then, um, you know, hopefully you're getting a lot of comments and engagement early on so that the algorithms all just let it take off. And something Lana said, Lana had said something about the um, putting something in your drafts. I do a lot of like flying TikToks, right? Of like pretty landmarks. And there's stuff that I think is really pretty that I fly over because I I go up in the air a lot. And then there's stuff that I think is not that entertaining. And one of my most popular videos is something that I never would have posted, but I just did for no reason. And then it, it ended up getting like half a million views. And it's like, this was just, you know, just like a rant and it's weird how that works. So I would never shy away from posting stuff, but if, if something isn't getting attention in the first 
you know, hour or two, you can can it probably, you know, you're, you know, just, if you know, if you know, nobody's liking it, nobody's commenting on it, it's probably crap. Yeah, dude, that's, that's something, that's a good point right there. Do you go back and delete some of your social posts or like, whoa, 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 that tanked, I'm deleting that crap. I have. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Because I've also heard other people are like, no, I'm going to leave it and see if it picks up, especially with TikTok's algorithm, which picks up old stuff. Right. So, but I yeah. do the same thing. I'm like, oh, I kind of feel ashamed to like, oh, that's terrible. I'm just going to delete that. So I actually do that too. So, you know, a good one. All right, Eric, going back to you, man. When we were talking about LinkedIn, you mentioned that you go to LinkedIn quite often. I think you even set up to 10 times a day. What? What do you usually post? Are you just checking TikTok? I mean, checking. Yeah, there you go. Me going to TikTok. Are you checking LinkedIn 10 times a day or are you posting 10 times a day? What does this look like? So it's it's interesting, right? So one of the things that you were taught or most people were taught growing up is you never talk about work with people when you socialize, right? Like how often are you on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook and you say, here's what I do for a living and this is this is how I make my income and how I put food on the table. It's not all that often, right? The safe space to do that is LinkedIn right? Safe space to talk about what you do for a living, how successful you're becoming, the, the money you've just raised, the project you've just completed, your new, you know, you're looking for employment or you just got this new opportunity. Safe space is LinkedIn. And so when I'm engaging in LinkedIn, I'm congratulating people on a project well done. I'm, I'm commenting on an article written by somebody that I'm familiar with. I'm, look, I'm helping people look for that new opportunity that may have been laid off over the, during the pandemic. Um, it's that kind of engagement that slowly but surely starts creating my network and my sphere because you know what goes around comes around, especially in LinkedIn. So for those of you guys who've been active in LinkedIn, I'm sure you've seen people um, who are looking for new opportunities. Um, and if you're able to connect the dots, that's something that's going to pay in spades later on. And so when I'm checking in on LinkedIn, I'm I'm going to that safe space where I can communicate with people how successful we're doing here at Hyperfast and at the Carrie Shoal team, projects that we're completing, projects that we're doing, and vice versa. And so my check-in is really just to say hello and to see what's going on and to comment and to help build bridges because ultimately, it's just a, a big networking opportunity and everybody's been at a networking event. You're The people that get the most um, drinks bought for them are the ones that are actually the one the, uh, known for connecting the dots, connecting people and building building bridges and LinkedIn's a really great space for that. Would you say you spend more time posting in LinkedIn or would you say you spend more time connecting on the back end of LinkedIn? Well, where do you spend most of your time? Most time connecting on the back end, most time congratulating people, most time giving people likes. Um, because what ends up happening is I'm finding um, little little nuances, little nuggets of of, of gold with people that have the ability to help me in something that I'm looking to accomplish. And so I'm just checking in again, liking something, commenting on something. I'm not, as, I'm not posting as much as I'd like to, to post, but those comments, especially on LinkedIn are, are almost as equally valuable than posting yourself. Do you have a separate time that you go into LinkedIn and comment than you do for just posting and then just kind of, going off and doing your own thing and then coming back and commenting later. What, what does that look like? Yeah. So my cadence is really, it's, it's really simple. It's, it's beginning of the day, end of the day. 
beginning of the day, literally when, you know, when you're waking up in the early in the morning and, and my routine is, is pretty simple. It's you wake up super early, you spend 10, 15 minutes prepping for your day. And some of that prep is going through daily news, um, uh, morning, you know, morning brew. And I don't know if anybody subscribes to that. That's a really, that's a really good one. Um, and then going through my LinkedIn and seeing who's done what, like today, one of my, one of my amazing friends, Anthony Gonzalez just took on a new role. Um, and I helped him actually, you know, with that role to get that role. And he, he just made that announcement and it was so good to see, see that real. So beginning of the day, at the end of the day, um, is when I start doing most of my posting and start talking more about my day if I start doing some posts. But beginning of the day is really clutch for me just to see what's going All on. All right. Makes sense. I'm going to go to Eric because I have a question for Eric on this, dude. When you post something, you get thousands of likes and a whole mess load of comments. Do you go in and like the comments and comment in throughout the day? How does that look like? Or do you leave it kind of like what Eric does, morning and evening? Uh, occasionally, yeah. If it's I, I should do that more because you want to foster the community you already have and commenting back is one of the, the best things you could possibly do because not only does it double your comments, obviously, which makes it look way sicker, makes it look like your post is doing that much better, but it encourages other people to comment because they're excited that the user is commenting back to them. Do so you see Gary Vaynerchuk? <clears throat> What's that? So you never comment on my comments. <laughs> oh, well, maybe. <laughs> Are the comments oh, funny or, or relevant? I, or? You know, sometimes I would only try to comment okay. if it's funny. Okay, got it. I'll, I'll look out for them. I'll look out for them yeah. more specifically now. But yeah, the co commenting back is is a great way to encourage people to engage further because they feel like they're establishing a more personal relationship with that creator. So I do it a lot on posts that aren't doing well, which is kind of stupid. But I do that because. It's kind of, it'll be like a little embarrassing if the post isn't doing as well. So I'll try to comment back to all of those comments and try to get it going a little bit. But for me, I find doing that most effectively in the first, sorry, in the first five minutes that I post. So if it gets, you know, 10, 20 comments in the first five minutes, that's when I try to do it right away because then people realize that I'm commenting back and that encourages people to continue to comment. That makes, that makes sense, man. Hey, that's a great thought. But let me get to this question that I just got from one of my followers uh, right to my phone. Uh, by the way, did you know you can text me at 703-215-1684? This is a new thing I've rolled out. I'm letting my listeners and uh, people that subscribe and follow me on social media connect with me directly to my phone on text message. It's me answering them and, and responding. You can ask me anything about real estate, investing, business, whatever. Just text 703-215-1684 and I will respond to you. Lana, what, what do you got to say on this whole engagement part of it? So, okay, TikTok engagement is interesting. Sometimes I post at night because I'm still a mother and a wife. So I put my kids to bed, my husband goes to sleep, and then I have my TikTok time, right? But between you and I, I noticed when I post late at night, engagement goes down. Because the way the TikTok algorithm works is they, it puts up your video into initial pool of audience, and they see how they react. And the, if there's interaction, they're going to blast it to a bigger pool. So clearly at midnight or 1 o'clock or 11, 11.30, everybody is asleep. So that's when I see my engagement goes, goes down. And actually midday is when I see my engagement picking up. It's simply on TikTok. 
And uh, somebody had a question here from audience. And I believe the question is, how, what's been your return on investment on TikTok and how many actual deals? Well, in my early presentation, I actually had a social proof that TikTok is not only a dancing platform, we have actually gotten real clients out of it. My first, my first TikTok lead was from my local hyperlocal post. I, I live in Colorado, so I simply did a Colorado check post with my phone. And that's how we got our first investor client. Uh, he's going to be buying a complex for our daughter. He actually came out to our client event and we had a meeting with, with him. I have gotten a few Instagram messages from people who follow me on TikTok and who find me on TikTok looking to buy or looking for a referral for another agent. And just recently, uh, actually two days ago, somebody messaged me, hey, are you in Colorado? You happen to be a fellow creator uh, who I follow on TikTok and he's an agent and he has a referral for me. So if you work this platform right, it has a, it will going to have a great return on investment of your time. All right. I, I like that. What about you, Dylan? Anything you want to add on engagement, commenting? How long, how long do you spend on doing that? Because you're the one who got that person on TikTok who said, hey, my parents got to sell. I mean, how, how did that whole process happen? I try to respond to every comment on Instagram for sure. And on TikTok as well. Uh, to a point, you know, if it's if something's going super viral, it's it's going to be tough to do, you know, respond to everyone. Um, and a lot of times, I'm just teasing the people that are commenting on me, especially if they say something stupid. You know, that's I, I don't know why that's that's fun to me. But if somebody says something like, you know, I I I'm sometimes kind of mean to people on there, but it's I, I do agree though they like when you're engaging with them, and then they say something fun back, and I realize that the person has a sense of humor and a personality. But uh, yeah, I definitely like to engage with everybody. Do you ever, do any of you go into any other posts and comment in there often or just make some funny jokes in other people's posts? I, I see Eric nodding his head. Yes, Eric, what's up? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the most effective ways that I got people to notice the account at the beginning, especially because the name was the broke agent, which was kind of unique. So people wanted to check out the handle afterwards, but mm. I would comment consistently on, on Inman News Tom Ferry, the real deal, like basically all these like kind of big real estate Instagram pages is I would comment consistently. I would comment something funny uh, that would be slightly trollish, but wouldn't be offensive to that creator because <laughs> I don't want to get, I don't want to get blocked. And I want it to be just like, I want them to respond. Um, so I'll do it to the million dollar listing guys like Ryan Serhant, Selling Sunset. So I, I still do that. I try to comment on, you know, five to 10 photos today of industry related accounts. Um, and I try to do it quickly too. So if you want to set your post notifications on for someone that is in your industry, like a Tom Ferry or something like that, and then the second it goes on, you could comment right away. Then your comment has a better chance at getting more likes and being pushed up when other people see that post and then they visit your feed afterwards. So commenting is really effective. If you have, you know, 10, 15 days, 10, 15 days, 10, 15 minutes in a day, comment on 10 to 15 accounts and you'll see uh, your following go up a lot more. It also encourages what, that nice. user to comment on your page. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's a pretty cool can, growth hack right there. It is. You can see it in the Instagram ebook that I, uh, that I made, that I referenced. The right one there. that we blocked in LabCode agents. <laughs> that exact one. Exactly. <laughs> We're going we're gonna to have to close that up. We're going to have to close that up. With that, 
great, great uh, hack, by the way. Dylan, any hacks that you have on growth that, that you can help on any platform for people listening in? On any, like in real estate or social media specifically? Social media specifically, just on, on growing your channel. I think that, you know, you, like you said, going and commenting on other people's pages is good, especially if you can get to the, you know, your comment gets a lot of upvotes and people like it. Um, you know, the more you, I think the more you use it, the, and the more you post quality things that the quicker that you'll grow, which is kind of obvious there. Um, but for me with the growth was just making it like more like a Super Bowl commercial, if you could, you know, if you think back to the Super Bowl commercials for each year, Usually you're going to remember the one that was the funniest to you. And so if, if we can make something that's at, you know, that will make somebody smile, it's so much more likely that somebody's going to, um, you know, share it and, and share their friends and tag it, you know? Yeah. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Eric, I have a question about growth on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn still puzzles me. Okay. This is why I gravitate to you and I'm, I have questions. These are personal questions. I suck at yep. LinkedIn. How do you, how do you grow LinkedIn? How can I grow my LinkedIn or how can I get more engagement? You know, it's funny because people, I, I, is it that you suck at LinkedIn or you haven't actually tried to like spend time with LinkedIn, right? Because it's how about, so here, simple. That's a great question. I don't like LinkedIn. So you I think, think you don't that's, like LinkedIn. Like that's right. Right. That's, and that's what I, yeah, and that's what I was saying before. A lot of people have these preconceived notions that LinkedIn is some some old old way of doing things, and there's really not a lot to be done there. And and then I think that's as as far as far from the truth as 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 possible. I mean, getting and get, actually going into it, and and LinkedIn has done a really good job following like success leaves clues, and it's done a really good job following the way other social media platforms create engagement. Before it was just like it was really archaic and old and they were so far behind, but now it's like you post something, you can like something, you comment on things, you can heart things, you can put dollar signs on things. And, 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 and once you're in it and once you start engaging with people, um, then you start also understanding that there's certain networks and certain groups that are being, that are being established by others. And you start following those groups. And then before you know it, you're, you're involved with four or five groups that are really pertinent to what you're trying to accomplish professionally. Again, this is all professional. Like if you're trying to raise money, you're trying to, uh, for a project, uh, you know, 20 apartments down, you know, down the street and around the corner. If you're trying to, you know, find that, um, that single family home, that, that, that high net worth person, that's like, what's amazing. And especially in this market is you would be able to see when people are, getting promotions. And if you're seeing people getting promotions, that might mean they're either going to get relocated or they might be getting a bump in their salary. And what happens there? You congratulate them. You put yourself present. And then what you might end up finding and realizing is that person's going to buy a new home. And that's happening time and time again with my network of, of, of agents that actually utilize LinkedIn. So Tristan, so it might be just that you're not engaged enough yet um, because it's when you think of all of the yeah, all the cool things here, like we're the least cool. Like LinkedIn is the least cool of everything here, but I do think it's super valuable. Dude, I, I agree with you, Eric. It's it's my bias. I have a bias against LinkedIn, so I have to yeah. I have yeah. to work on that. A lot of people do. Yeah. I love it. All right. Dylan, if you do, which yeah. I think you do, how do you leverage your helicopter business with with luxury real estate? And should I get my uh, helicopter license? 
You know, I've always had a passion for that burn fossil fuels and, and go fast. So uh, from a standpoint of, I grew up racing motorcycles and I got my pilot's license and I play golf and I use all of those things to do real estate deals with people. So with the helicopter, uh, it's popular on my social media, but also I run a helicopter tour business around Detroit and people are like, oh, I don't want to go see Detroit. It's like not that sweet, but it actually is a pretty cool city from the air. You can see drive-bys, you can see houses burning down, you know, all that. I'm just kidding. Detroit's come a long way. Um, what I do, yeah, the, honestly, the development down there has been incredible. A lot of companies are coming here. But um, what I do is at my helicopter tour business, I charge half of what every other tour company in the area charges. And so people go, oh my gosh, like your prices are so low. And when they call me to schedule a flight, I say, hey, I'm not trying to sell you a helicopter ride. I'm trying to meet you so I can sell you a house. And they go, what? And I'm like, well, I use a, this helicopter to sell real estate all over Michigan. And then, you know, I have, I've probably done six or seven sales this year just off of people that were coming out to me just to do like a engagement proposal and people that are getting engaged need to upsize, right? People that are having babies need to upsize. So that that's where I get a lot, a lot of that from. It's not just the Instagram and the social media stuff, but I'm just, you know, one of my favorite real estate coaches says conversations lead to closings. So that's where with Eric on LinkedIn, I think he gets a ton of success on there. It's because he's having conversations with people. You know, there's also the agents that cold call. And I think there's a place for that in the market. I don't cold call at all because I don't enjoy it. But I do call people all the time that I know that are interested in motorsports that I'll actually be able to build a connection with, Mm -hmm. you know, or different pilots. So. I'd rather, um, you know, I'd rather spend time sitting at a motorcycle dealership, um, hanging around the guys talking about racing than I would at my office, you know, cold calling people about real estate. Cause I'll connect way more with a pilot or a guy with a sports car than I will with somebody, um, you know, maybe the doctors and the lawyers of the world. I, I just kind of know my audience and, um, you know, try to spend as much time around them as possible. I love that dude. I love that. So what would you then consider to be successful or how can we measure success based on how you measure it on social media? What does that look like? Is it an actual closing or is it a connection? It's a closing for me. I think in every advertisement that I send out, there has to be, even if it's a postcard, there has to be a way to track it. And there has to be a direct way to measure, um, you know, like using something like a quick funnel right? If I send out a postcard to a certain neighborhood, I want to see how many people from that neighborhood entered their email address into my website so that I can send them like a market analysis. Um, And if it's a, and it just has to be some type of direct response. So if it's a click to a website, a comment or a like, um, or a phone call, ideally, that would be, that would be the best. And I, I get to kind of test this out with two different businesses because of the tour business, you know, I do, I, do, I do a lot of tours from TikTok, right? I get I do a lot of helicopter content for TikTok that I convert into real estate sales, but it starts from one thing to the other. And, you know, sometimes people ask me, well, I, I don't have a helicopter. How can I use this in my business? It's like, well, what do you enjoy? You know, if I was a scratch golfer, I would play golf at a different neighborhood community golf course every single day with three strangers join a tea time that has three strangers bring gatorade bring you know bring beer bring candy bars and bring marketing material saying i'm the golf realtor you know 
And this would be for somebody that enjoys golf. And if you got to spend four hours every day with somebody that's interviewing you while you're doing something that you enjoy, you'll make a ton of connections. And that's where I joke, I'm not giving somebody a helicopter ride. They're interviewing me to sell their house and refer me to their friends. And my hangar is set up with all this display and marketing material and free snacks and stuff to keep them there after. So I'm not just like doing a ride with them and chewing them out the door. It's I need to build a real connection with somebody, which can sometimes be hard over these platforms and apps. But if you can find a way to spend a lot of time with the people, then that's would be the, the thing I think is most important or most connections. I love that. Although I, I have a quick question for, for all four of you. And then uh, there are a couple of questions that any of you can answer from the audience. All right. I'm going to start with Lana. Lana, what's your favorite social media platform and why? Haha. <laughs> well, <laughs> happens to be a TikTok. I would have guessed, right? And I'll tell you why. We're never here. Never. <laughs> yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> TikTok lets me be who I, who I really am. And I feel like I'm not being judged because uh, my second favorite platform is Facebook. Okay. And that's where my, all my clients are, all my real estate connections. But do you guys feel like every time you post something on Facebook within your sphere, like, are they going to like it? Like, what are they going to think of me? Where TikTok, it's an open air. Whoever can see it. So, and it, it's the platform that can, the only platform that can help you grow so organically. And whatever Dylan said, helicopters is his thing. And that's fantastic. Now for me, my thing, it's mom content and mom humor. I can reassure you, friends, that most of my, TikTok followers are not Colorado buyers or sellers. They're moms across US. And uh, I actually adopted a hashtag called Realtor Mom. Been uh, kind of on the top there for quite some time. I don't know. It just kind of uh, resonated with me. And uh, that's my thing. I feel very comfortable with mom humor and it attracts fellow moms. And that's how I grew. Nice. I like that. You should also add, Lana, a uh, hashtag Colorado Mom. Colorado mom. That'd be a good one. I, I tried. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, Eric. Question for you. What's your favorite food, buddy? Yes. Um, tell me. You serious? <laughs> yeah, chicken fettuccine, <laughs> chicken fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> I love it. And what's your favorite social media outlet? Uh, Instagram. <laughs> Uh, Instagram for my content because it's it's a little bit more intimate than Facebook. Um, Facebook, like sharing my content on Facebook could sometimes be troublesome for realtors because a lot of it is like inside joke about real estate agents. That's kind of like giving away some of the game or kind of making them look stupid, basically not realtors look stupid, but just like some incompetent, like a, a lot of what I cover is like the social anxiety or incompetence that some realtors like feel or have. So me posting something to Facebook might get less shares than something on Instagram because Instagram, it's more intimate. People are commenting and not everybody sees that they commented on an Instagram post. So on Facebook, if it says, Hey, I shared, I shared a, the broke agent post. It's like, well, I can see what someone else commented. And it's just, it's, it's too sensitive on Facebook too. I feel like Instagram is more uh, intimate and is the perfect platform for, you know, memes and videos and humor like that, because it's just tagging people. And the virality of tagging people, you get way more followers on Instagram than you would on like a Facebook page, I feel like. So, I but I like TikTok I too. Even, I mean, I just, what's that? We didn't even get to tagging. I was going to say that's another hack too. So great. Yeah, great point. Absolutely. But, tic, but 
TikTok is as far as like ability to grow, there's nothing like it right now. On Instagram, if you want to have a video go viral or you want to have a video get hundreds of thousands of views, you have to have hundreds of thousands to a million followers. On TikTok, you could have 10 followers and post something and get hundreds of thousands of views. And the following, like the ability to follow on TikTok is also way easier because you're just watching that profile and then you just click that button. You don't have to go to their actual feed. So TikTok as far as growth is my favorite. Instagram as far as my content right now is my favorite. And fettuccine Alfredo is my favorite food. Yeah. I got you. All right, Dylan, what's your favorite car, buddy? My favorite car? Yeah. Uh, You know, if I, you know, if I had to just pick one, uh, one. you know, that's not to say forever. You know, the Ferrari F40 is a, it's a beauty. You know, Scott, as it would have to be. And I'm, you know, not as much of a a exotic, like if I was going to buy something, you know, I don't want to buy something for the flash, but for the engineering of that thing, when it came out, it was just, uh, it was groundbreaking in my opinion. So. I like that. All right. Social media platform. So I kind of similar with Eric. Um, I spend more time and I, or I enjoy TikTok more to consume stuff. Uh, but for real estate, I, I do like Instagram. I kind of have a question for you, Eric, though, because your page is generally geared towards, it's probably geared more towards you connecting with other real estate agents than it is maybe people that are buyers or sellers. So off of your yes. page, do you do more, do you do a decent amount of actual real estate business from it? Or maybe is it more from referral no. from agents? <laughs> so I, I, have, I have kept them completely separate. I, I want the broke agent brand to take over my life. I don't want to be a real estate agent anymore. My goal is for the broke agent to become my number one source of income, which it kind of is at this point. So I, my I, goal is not my to, I mean, yes. Maybe eventually like a referral network and everything. But um, I also create content for agents to share to their clients. That's a little like less agent specific. So it's like funny graphs, funny memes and stuff about like pre-approvals, estimates, kind of like more watered down, not watered down humor, but humor that's more uh, specific for buyers and sellers as well. Yeah. Because I'm not sure about you guys, but I, I spend a lot of time communicating with my clients through memes and gifts, especially. You know, if they're ever yeah. saying something, if they're ever being unreasonable and you can send them a funny meme mm-hmm. to diffuse the situation, I've done stuff from your page. I've tagged people yeah. on your page for that stuff all the time. But I always wondered if you're yeah. more of an agent or of a content creator for, uh, for agents. Yeah, I mean, it's half and half right now, but it, it just, it depends how busy I am. If I'm really busy with my real estate stuff, you'll see my posting and everything go down. And if you see my posting go up, you, that means I have like no leads or anything going on at the moment. So. I'm posting three times a day right now. So you could guess which one is going on. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense, dude. I, I love that. Yep. That's a really good answer, Dylan. So you gravitate, Dylan, towards TikTok and Instagram. Those are the two? Yeah, Instagram's where I've made more money off of. Or like if I was going to just track commission earned, for sure, Instagram. And it, the, the funny thing was, is like Michigan's not that big of a place. And, you mm-hmm. know, everybody knows like seven or eight real estate agents. So if my market, if somebody brings up real estate agents, they'll be like, Oh, that's great. You're in real estate, but have you seen what this guy has done? And I get brought up a lot for the ridiculous stunts. Then it's, it's not the helicopter. It's the stunts and the stupid videos that I do. Like, you know, we jumped over a guy's house on a motorcycle. And so I'm not even, I'm not even there in the conversation about real estate, but if somebody brings it up, I can get brought up pretty regularly from people in my age group and my demographic. 
And that, and that has been, you know, extraordinary for me. And that's all probably been because of Instagram. And that's where I get um, these people, uh, you know, connecting with me that in, you know, even like there's an architect I know he's older and I told him, Hey, you got to start posting your stuff on Instagram and, and TikTok. And he's like, dude, that's not where my client is. That's not where my client is. So I got him to start spending a thousand bucks a month on um, Instagram ads. And he is now doing, he does really contemporary houses. He's got jobs in the Cayman Islands, Florida, LA, Colorado, all sorts of states that he's never had a foot in the door in at all. And these people are paying a premium for this Midwest, you know, trendy architect that nobody's heard of now because of this. And it would not have happened without, um, you know, me kind of pushing him to do it. And so it's, it's been great to reach people. Going off of what Dylan just said. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, yeah. Just, just, like these apps all ageify a little bit, right? So like, you know, Facebook started off as a college platform. Instagram was kind of like high school, college, like younger kids, Snapchat as well. And people will probably think that about TikTok right now. I think Lana gave a statistic earlier about what the demographics as far as like age and everything goes. But so even if you don't think that it's it's your right audience now on TikTok, it might be in two years, it might be in three years. So establishing kind of like your lane as the architect or as the realtor on TikTok right now is, is a really good opportunity because in two, three years from now, not only will that uh, audience be buying houses, but the audience might just ageify up anyway, as these apps tend to do. Yeah, well, which is already well, happening on. Lana pointed out the yeah. growth aspect of TikTok and so did Eric on uh, how quickly it took me. I probably spent like $25,000 in Instagram ads before I got to 20,000 followers and I've stayed pretty stagnant around there. Um, with zero dollars at all, and just just using old photos and videos, or just old videos from my camera roll, you know, we've passed twenty five thousand followers on TikTok in like nine months, and just off of a couple of videos that went viral. And and the comments that I get on there are not kids that are dancing; they're intelligent people right. that are like, "Oh my God, you, that's you who always flies over my house. I live on Long Lake on the corner. We were playing volleyball yesterday." I'll read something like that. And I'll be like, oh my God, next time out there, you know, you know, raise a pirate flag or something. And then we'll wave when we go by the next time. And that's where we're getting this stuff from. So I, that's why I think that the, the growth that you can get on this, this TikTok platform is just extraordinary. It's like nothing I've ever seen with social media by a long shot for business. Yeah, yeah I agree, man. I agree. Eric, we don't want to leave you out of this, but what's your favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? Holy cow. Don't know if I have time Tom. to watch uh, much of TV, much of TV, but uh, uh, let's see. I don't even know. Let's say again, Netflix. Um, I don't even know. I was watching something this weekend. I don't even want to tell you about it because people will judge. Um, <laughs> Emily, a- Emily, Emily in Paris. All right, go for it. Y'all can, y'all can Whoa, hashtag it when I have a boo. I just categorized. What? Right? <laughs> you did. That's you a- did. It's it's a thing that my daughter wanted to watch, and then whatever. I'll blame it on her. Um, <laughs> Favorite, favorite, uh, favorite social media. So favorite social media. Is that where we're going right now? That, right, That's cool. right. Um, I, I wanted to forget that 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 past comment. Um, favorite social media. Um, you know, look, my my son. You know, I'm I'm his baseball coach. We just won uh, the championship last yesterday, and my go-to for that particular moment in my life was Facebook. So you know, I still like delineate between business and and family. For family, it's mainly Facebook. If I want to kind of draw the line between family and business is Instagram. And then, you know, I've yet to do TikTok. Apparently my daughter's really good at it. So I got to take some notes sooner or later. 
but yeah, that was that was uh, Facebook is where I went to, to post the uh, the championship that uh, that we won yesterday, which was really fun. I love it, man. Well, Eric, that'll wrap it up. Lana, Eric, Dylan, and Eric, thanks for being on. This was really fun. We could have gone for probably the whole day just on social media where we're talking here. So thank you guys. I'll probably reach out to you individually just to thank you. Back to our host here at Hyperfast Agent. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfast Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfast Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.